have kids now that identify as what they call furries to where these kids walk around with tails and pretend that they're animals, pretend that they're cats. And like the parents put fucking litter boxes in the house for the kids to piss and shit in. I'm sorry, but when we've gotten to that point as a society, this gender affirming shit, you need to go see a psychologist, a real psychologist, because there's a mental problem going on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast with B-Pop and Duff. Duff, what's up, brother? Nothing much, buddy. Nice that you finally are back. <laughs> Freaking traveling, traveling. I know, man. You got uh, you got a bunch of our followers texting me and going, where the hell are you guys at? And so hey, I man. said, hey, Brett, Brett had to dig out out of the country, so what do you want me to do? Life happens, you know, a, a, a beach and a cerveza is calling my name. So, well, hey, uh, before we uh, kick this off, as we do every episode, we want to uh, send a special thank you and shout out to all of our first responders, police, firefighters, EMTs, frontline workers, and military active duty and veterans of this great country. Without everything you do, we cannot do what we do. So from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you so much for everything that you do and everything you sacrifice to allow us to live the way we live. Yep. And if any of you are listening to us overseas, we're with you there and let us know if we can help your families or any of your situations. Absolutely. So, man, I kind of checked out when I was uh, down in Mexico. It's actually to... really easy for me to check out because I didn't have your ass sending me 15 freaking text message, video messages a day. Right. You know, I was able to kind of check out too. Well, the funny thing with that is I'm part of like, you know, at least like five group text messages. My phone started blowing up at like 5 a.m. It was dead silent that whole week. <laughs> and so I'm like checking my phone going, is my, is the Wi-Fi working? <laughs> you started getting kind of paranoid, but it was just, I think people just. You're just so used to it. Yeah. I got so used to it. People just kind of left me alone a little bit, but you know, I still kept up on a, on a couple things, but I tried to check out for the most part. Well, you need to do that. You need to take a brain break every now and then, you know? Exactly. So what the hell are we talking about today, man? Well, dude, we got a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of shenanigans going on right, there's a so, lot of there's a lot of kansas city shuffle look over <laughs> here don't look over here don't look at the man behind the curtain there's a ton of that going on right now well so let's try to name off a few things and you just tell me where you want to start so we got biden sent another 800 million dollars worth of military equipment now he's sent you know we, we weren't going to get involved sending fighter jets and this sort of thing but now he's sending black hawk helicopters or some sort of attack helicopters with missiles and all this shit right Kind of escalating that up. We've got Shanghai, 26 million people, full-blown lockdown, jumping out of buildings, committing suicide because they're starving to death. We've got Disney and school teachers still want to talk about sexual orientation and pedophile shit to kids. What'd I miss? Oh, yeah. And the Great Reset is still going on. Interest rates are through the roof. Inflation is reported by the White House, if you believe this stupid fucking number, at 8.5%. That just came out this week. But yet, you know the number they didn't talk about? The producer price index, which for those out there that don't know what the PPI is, it's the inflation index for raw materials. You know, the shit you need to make the, the consumer goods. Oil, steel, basic shit. That's sitting in 11.5%. That's not good, my friends. Nope. That's not good at all. And this is, you know, the Jen Psaki, Peppermint Patty. <laughs> She's talking about, you know, this is still, you know, th th this is Putin's price hike. Bitch, how can you sit there and honestly believe what the fuck you say? This has been they leading don't, up. They don't. This has been leading up since 
you know, really the, the inflation thing is pent up from low interest rates, government spending, all that shit, but it's been leading up now for a couple years. It didn't just happen in a vacuum because of February. Dude, she doesn't believe it. This All these people, if you haven't figured this out by now, for those that don't know, she's going to MSNBC. So she's leaving the White House. I mean, as long as she gave all the talking points that the White House wanted to do, they made sure that she landed on her feet somewhere. Right. She's going to have a multi-million dollar contract with MSNBC for lying to the American public. How That's all that? she's done. Hold on. Right. That's all she's done for an entire freaking year is lie to the American public or skirt around ideas, or I'm going to have to circle back to you on that. Didn't want to come out. Nothing controversial. Wouldn't give in. You ask her about Hunter Biden. He doesn't work for the federal government, but guess what? He's sharing accounts with daddy. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Like these people are promised things. It's no different than all the insider trading going on with members of Congress and members in the Senate, right. members of the house going out and knowing that these bills are going to get signed. What, what did I listen to on the way here? It was Pelosi putting $1.3 million, buying $1.3 million of shares the day, the day before Biden signs his whole electric vehicle bullshit. She buys Tesla stock. So real quick. Is that not insider trading, dude? Right. So real quick on that. Okay. How is it that Elon Musk is the darling of the left because of Tesla, SpaceX, electric vehicles? So this guy's the darling of the left because he's going to save the planet, right? He goes to buy Twitter. The left's all fucking angry, freaking out. Oh, my God. I want to do an episode on that, so don't go deep in that. Gonna, I didn't prep I'm enough. I'm not going to go deep on it. I just want to look. I, I just, I'm bringing up the complete and utter fucking hypocrisy of people these days where one guy's in favor for whatever reason one day, and the next day because he's like, hey, I want to bring free speech back to back to the digital town square really is what it is. Oh no, he's got to be stopped. There's Twitter employees saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to quit if he takes over. Good. Get out of there. Well, that's just real quick. I don't want to go down this hole because I really do want to examine this in another episode, but I want to have time for prep for you out there. All, all of our listeners, if you hear people talking shit, we need to get behind this man. The reason why I say that you got to get behind him because what he's doing is one of two things. Either it's a very far-fetched idea that they would actually sell him Twitter Let's just be honest. They're never but what he's doing, them. but what he's doing is he's forcing them to change their rules and regulations as to their shareholders and all these people that put pressure from the top down, right? And that's what he's doing because he's making it so that you can't buy a lump sum of Twitter like he did. He's showing them the fault of their ways. And so he's forcing them. Now they either have to sell or they have to change their rules in terms of who can put pressure down and shareholder shareholder rights and all kinds of shit. That's what he's really doing. That's right. a, he's forcing their hand. So we need to get behind people like this because if we need this to be an even structure, that's all. I'm not saying that we have to ostracize, you know, anybody that was screaming about COVID or screaming about these other things. And they're on the left side of the aisle or any, I'm not saying those people need to have a voice as well, but at the same time, it needs to be an even structure. And I, I, applaud him he's the only how many billionaires do we have trillionaires that we have in this country that are all being really fucking quiet well, really quiet well, and we got one guy right we got a last point an african-american man <laughs> offering to buy twitter is he was he not born in africa hey man fuck you and your facts <laughs> okay nobody wants to hear facts these days okay hey i'm just saying we got an african-american man <laughs> You know, but here, I want to play this clip for you. This is going to kind of kick it off. So you just named all this stuff that we got going on. And this is our, this is the guy that represents us. This is the guy that's our voice. I'm just going to give you one clip here. 
America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. I think we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. Can you tell me what the fuck he's talking about? What word did he? What was the word he that never America said a word. could be summed up? He never said a word. He lost his place. Well, so I don't know. So that's an audio clip, but on the video clip, did you see Kamala next to him? So she's she's to his left behind him, and she's trying her best to not bust out in, in laughter when he does that. Like, she is trying her damnedest not to bust out in her cackling laughter because she's like, oh, my God, what is what the fuck is he saying? This dude is completely lost. And again, the hypocrisy of people. When Trump was in, they wanted a 25th Amendment him saying he wasn't fit to serve office. Never once did Trump put on a speech to where, A, he lost his train of thought mid-sentence, let alone not know how to pronounce a word. What the fuck are you trying to say, man? Spit it out. Oh, come on, man. Just imagine. No, seriously, just imagine. Make believe land. Okay, so you want to? You asked. You kind of kicked this off, and I, I'm kind of driving today. I told you my major question to everybody out there is: What world are we really living in with everything going on? In right. what world do we segregate the most vulnerable? Essentially, attack the most vulnerable. And we're going to go into COVID on another episode, you know, very more deeply. But when you look at how COVID all played out, and with Como and and the people of these major cities putting these people that were sick into elderly facilities, and you know, doing some of the tactics and stuff that they are doing, and now the assault on our children, the assault on them with sexuality, and then the assault on you know our Second Amendment rights. Now that this active shooter came out, like we have an assault on people right now because they want to weaken us because. Basically, they're taking out the most vulnerable. Right. They're removing the most vulnerable from the population, which means, and that's dumb people too, right? I mean, <laughs> well, that's, I mean, just well, be honest. I, I, well, I think, I think honestly, they need to remove warning labels off of all products and just let Darwinism sort itself out. On your, uh, <laughs> on your groomer thing, a buddy of mine just sent me a text, and it's a, it's a guy uh, with a little kid, and they're chopping wood, right? They're, it's like a cabin chopping woods, and it says, "Teach your boys to be men before their teachers teach them to be women." <laughs> I mean, that's that's true right now. In, the, in some in some places, isn't it man, so true. You know, in some well, places. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, and I, I said this quite a while back, but anybody out there that thinks that it's appropriate to let a five, six, seven, eight year old, even a twelve, fifteen year old, okay, get on puberty blockers to alter the course of their life permanently. Because they happen to think that they're a different gender because they were groomed that way, either by the parents or the teachers, right? Would you let a 15-year-old go get a tattoo? If you were a parent and you had a 15-year-old, D, would you let that 15-year-old go get a tattoo? That's probably not the question to ask me because my mom signed off on one for when I was 15. Was well, my mom my signed off on one when I was 17. But the you know what I'm saying? I get what you're the, saying. The point is this. Okay. Would you let a 10-year-old go get a tattoo? No. And I mean, but, and we're talking about lower. We're talking about that don't say gay bill and all that kind of stuff. We're going to go deeper into that, you know. And But we're talking, we're ta- I mean, you're giving, you're being nice. You're going to 15. Well, I mean, we're that, talking about kids that are four, five, six, seven years old. That's my point. Right? That, that is my point. Okay. And you get to like what's happening with Disney and how they're trying to explicitly put in, you know, LGBTQIA plus 
ampersand dollar sign exclamation point shit in their movies now and and they have executives talking about their uh not so hidden gay agenda they're putting in shows here's the thing okay you know for for years the gay community has said you know um we're born this way and i have no doubt of that you know i and, and i i think that that really is the case i think that people that happen to be gay for the most part, are probably born that way. I think some of them have life experiences that happen, whether it's molestation or, you know, something that happens that alters their course, okay? But I do think the majority of people that are gay and lesbian are probably born that way, okay? So if we go off the premise that you're born that way, right, what is the urge to teach and indoctrinate five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds about this? When if they're born that way, they're going to naturally gravitate towards that anyway. Well, I think Jason Whitlock explains it the best. So here you go. Day over social media. What is grooming? And because the word groomers and grooming is being used a lot over social media, it's being talked about, and and people are people on the left are very defensive about this charge that they're groomers, and some some people don't know. So I, I want to read you. This is kind of the definition with my little tweak on it again, and and. With no negative intent, I'm not trying to take anything out of control, but this is what my definition of grooming is based off of everything I've read up, how other people have described grooming. Grooming is the act of building a relationship, trust, and emotional connection with a child so that you can shape their sexual, gender, political, and racial worldview. Grooming. Building a relationship with a child so that you can shape their sexual, gender, political, and racial worldview. This is what the parental rights bill in Florida is about. It's trying to stop this grooming process that's going on in our schools. Ron DeSantis is at the forefront, and Florida is at the forefront of this fight. They have passed a parental rights law that Disney, a California-based company, has publicly opposed. Disney and its employees have put Ron DeSantis and Florida and this bill in the crosshairs. They've called it the don't say gay bill. It has nothing to do with saying the word gay. It's about parents being able to control, object to school systems, trying to teach kindergartners through third grade. That's four, five, six, and seven-year-olds about sexuality and gender. Parents in Florida, and most right-minded parents, they want the right to teach their kids about sexuality and gender. Okay, so I got a couple things I'd like to unpack on that. First of all, I agree with him wholeheartedly. At what age, Dustin, do you remember having sex education being taught to you? Do you remember what grade? I think it was in middle school. I don't remember the exact See, grade. I, I think I vividly remember, I think mine was sixth grade, right? Where they did a... It was a very light kind of precursor biology sex education. Right. And they do it, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I was uh, born in 1980. So, you know, back then it, the idea was, you know, kids up until that age aren't really mature enough to to be taught that without making fun. And, you know, and, and you know, we're all kids, right? We're still making fun of, of uh, you know, all the stuff being taught when you have to say penis and vagina and all that sort of stuff, right? So if kids aren't mature enough to go through a, an official sex education class until sixth grade, which would be about age, what, 11, I believe it is. Why does any parent 
teacher, politician, anybody think that a four, five, six, or seven-year-old is mature enough to understand gender diversity, gender dysphoria, gender fluidity, if they're not mature enough to have a biological lesson until age 11. That makes no fucking sense. Well, any teacher that's against this is a dumb fuck. And the reason why I say, hold on, let me make this point, because this is something nobody's talking about. People are ripping their kids out of school in droves, dude. Yes. Droves. That's right. And what do you think is going to happen to their funding? It's going to go down. What's going to happen when the funding goes down? Positions go away. Yeah. When positions go away, what ends up happening? People don't have jobs. That's right. So all you dumbasses out there that are, you know, oh, Ron DeSantis is so mean. He hates a bunch of people. No, it doesn't. Read the fucking bill. You're an idiot. That's right. the problem. You don't take the time to research things like you should research things. And so you want to just listen to MSNBC or CNN and whatever. The Oscars. Whatever their little <laughs> hot their little hot take on it is and, and use their little moniker and go around and spit in it like you, that, like you actually did the research and shit. Give me a break. You right. didn't do any of that. And now you're all you want to do is be the squeaky wheel and bitching about shit right so i uh i got on social media and uh a person that i'm facebook friends with puts this on their facebook and this this is the attitude of the argument on the opposite end i'm gonna read this so there's a um, a picture outside of a public school system that says the public school is the best defense of a democratic nation the caption below, it says, not, not sure where this parents should control what is taught in schools because they are our kids is originating, but parents do have the option to choose to send their kids to a hand-selected private school at their own expense if that is what they desire. The purpose of a public education in a public school is not to teach kids only what parents want them to be taught. It's to teach them what society needs them to know. The client of the public school is not the parent, but the entire community, the public. Now, I want to rip this to shreds for one moment, point by point, okay? It says, the purpose of the public education in a public school is not to teach kids only what parents want them to know. It's to teach them what society needs them to know. Any teacher out there that thinks that the Florida bill is so bad, I think Denver School Board just passed something the other day that is very similar to what's happening in Florida, just I, I didn't at, hear about at the that. school board level. Why does any teacher or parent or politician thinks that a four, five, six, or seven-year-old child needs to learn about transgender, needs to learn about gender fluidity? How is it that you feel that a child that is trying to learn to spell, write, read, do addition, multiplication, why do you think it's it is needed by society to teach them about all this other sexuality shit. I just want to know when it became the biggest issue in the world, right? Here's the thing. Cause that's the thing is like, you have big things going on like this. This is great teaching times for our kids. And I, this is me talking to the audience. Like this is a, I know that it's tough sometimes to like stay positive and, you know, with all the shit coming down all the time, you're just like, what the fuck am I getting into today? Right. And so, I mean, I, I understand that, but like this is a prime time to teach these kids the old morals that we grew up with. Like the people that listen to this show, most of them have a, at least a, a large part of their morality, if you want to call it that, are, you know, are very aligned with how we think and what we say on here. Mm-hmm. And if you're like that, then we're basically what I would consider old school because it's old school. You take pride in, as, you know, as a man, you take pride as a woman, you take pride in your home, you take pride in, you know, how you present yourself, how you do things. And 
being good to other people and being truthful and taking accountability and all these things that we grew up with, right? And that have just fallen off the wayside because we've let our kids get um, raised by YouTube. Like that's the truth. Well, kids they went get on YouTube raised by groomers. Well, I'm not even I'm not even that, but I mean, where do you think it started? Right. Where do you think it started? It started with YouTube and the social media movement because everybody could the exchange of ideas and information could go a lot farther. Right. People down in Alabama didn't they don't agree with people in California, but they can watch their shit and then they can change their perspective. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I think like we need to take advantage of this time too. And we, when you, when we say fight back, we're saying just be vocal. That's all it is. And teach your kids, use these things or instances that are happening right now, all this craziness and teach them what it means to be, you know, a, a real American, what it means to just stand up for what you think and what you believe and, you know, what it means to be a man and a woman and what it means to be married and what it means to, you know, if you have these other, you know, desires, but that's on the parent. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I'm going to circle back for a moment. This last statement said, the client of the public school is not the parent, but the entire community. Now, I'm sure a teacher wrote this stupid fucking blurb, okay? School administrator or something. Question I have for you, who the fuck do you think pays your salary? Where do you think the money comes from to pay your salary? In a public school system. It comes from the taxes that we pay in our community, Right. Property taxes go to pay your salary, which means the client, yes, is the public, but the public are the parents, you short-sighted, stupid shit. And guess what? It, It is your job to teach academics to kids. It's not your job to teach your sexual proclivities, your sexual fetishes, your racial ideology, your political ideology. Okay. When I was growing up in this school system, this school age, I didn't know what my teachers did on their, on their off time. I didn't know if they had uh, a husband, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, if they had kids, you know why I didn't know I'm in second or third grade. I'm worried about going out and playing fucking recess. I'm worried about who I'm going to pick as far as my uh, partner goes. If we're going to play uh, a one-on-one or a two-on-two basketball game, uh, you know, on the playground, like that's the shit kids are worried about. They don't give a shit about your life as an adult. So stop trying to be so narcissistic and selfish as this groomer teacher thinking that your kids give a shit about you because they don't. And the parents don't give a shit about you unless you're teaching their kids stuff that is none of their business. Do your job that you were hired to do. That simple. Did I make that clear enough? Sure. Here's another clip. Don't say gay. Teachers are trying to figure out how the Parental Rights and Education Act, which opponents call the Don't Say Gay Bill, (laughs) will affect their classrooms. Governor Ron DeSantis signed it into law yesterday. We will make sure that parents can send their kids to school to get an education, not an indoctrination. The law bans instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity from kindergarten through third grade. NPR's Melissa Block reports. Here's the question Paula Stevens hears most from her first graders in Clearwater, Florida. Spoiler alert, it's not about sexual orientation or gender identity. It's... Is it snack time? Stevens is puzzled by the law. After all, she says, teaching about sexual orientation and gender identity isn't in the first grade curriculum. But in class, they do talk a lot about kids' families, some with two moms or two dads. 
It makes me wonder when I talk about families in my classroom, am I going to be violating this law because the children were having discussions about what their family looks like? I'm a victim. Okay. I'm a victim. I don't know how to do my job now. I don't know how I can do my job. Okay. So for that teacher, I assume that teacher is not talking about her family, her family life to the kids, right? She's asking kids about their families. That's completely different. That's entirely different. And the, the, the opponents of this bill, the family rights and education bill, the opponents of it, when you listen to these quote-unquote so-called teachers give these interviews on mainstream media and CNN and MSNBC and all this shit, they're concerned that they won't be able to talk about their weekend and their family. It's very uh, self-righteous. It's very narcissistic to think that your second, third, first grade or kindergartner gives a shit about you or your family. They don't care. And it's not that the kids are rude. It's not that the kids as parents aren't teaching them to not care about you. They're worried about other shit than what you did on the weekend. They're there because they have to be. That simple. You're so vain. I bet you think this song is about you. That's, yeah. I mean, do think about that. Like, you're, out, you're, you're clamoring for the attention. That's right. Of kids. Listen, you're clamoring for the attention of kids that at that stage in their development are no smarter than a dog that's 13 years old. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's who, that's who you as a teacher, if you're, if you're against the bill that Ron DeSantis signed down there, if you're against that, that is the audience that you want to listen to. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. I want to be around millionaires, billionaires, because you want to just by osmosis, right? I, I, you take things in, you hear things, you're around things. It was no different than when I was a kid. I always chose to kind of sit with the older folks and listen to the conversations and do those kind of things. No different, right? I don't want an audience of kids. Like I'm not, this isn't kindergarten cop. I'm not fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger reading a book to <laughs> first group, second graders. You know what I mean? And trying to have a logical conversation that most, most adults can't understand. Man. Most adults can't understand how, what the biology, the biological makeup is and differences and be able to articulate it between a man and a fucking woman. That's the truth. (laughs) And when I talked about dumb people earlier, that's who I'm talking about, right? Those are the people that are making it okay for these teachers to bitch and piss and moan. And and then they get what they want because they stomp their feet and they're the louder party in this Mm -hmm. whole scenario, right? They're the ones because they're like, well, I don't see the big deal. I don't know. I don't have a kid. I don't really care. Fuck it. I don't know. I don't know why they can't talk to him about that. Okay. Well, here's the thing, dude, for you out there that think that way, when you walk in or when somebody, you know, or somebody very close to you, you know, comes out as one of this and they walk into the girl's bathroom with my niece and she sees his pecker in his hand, you're getting an ass whooping. <laughs> and that's that's the most simple thing I can possibly tell you. Right. I will find you and I will give you the ass whooping you deserve. Right. Because there is no room. There's no room for two things. One, no room to talk to kids in that at that age about any of that kind of stuff. Number two, the whole bathroom and being around each other and everything else. I sent you I sent you a clip the other day. Two inmates in an all female <laughs> jail are now pregnant after in, the introduction of transgender females, quote unquote, females, guys being placed there. Right. All right. Do you want to unpack a couple of things you said said on that rant there? Why do teachers now, now we're getting off of the, you know, the kindergarten through third grade just for a moment. Okay. But this could also apply to those wackos too. 
But why do teachers think it's appropriate now in middle school and in high school to come out to kids, to come out to their students? Let's use the proper vocabulary here. It's not their kids. It's not their children. It's their students. Why do teachers nowadays think it's appropriate to come out to their students as gay, non-binary, transgender? There's all these videos that circulate around social media primarily on libs of TikTok. If you're the guy, oh my <laughs> got God. suspended. <laughs> God, man. I'll tell you what, like if you are, if you have a Twitter account, you need to, to subscribe to libs of TikTok. It is a mental illness shit show. But why do teachers these days think that it's appropriate to come out to their students for the, with their sexuality? And the idea, what you said is they're trying to get affirmation. So you're so insecure about what your life is that you're trying to get affirmation from students that are half your age to think that what you're doing is the right, noble, honorable thing. Like you're so fucking insecure with what you're doing. Clearly you don't think it's the right thing because if you did a, you wouldn't need the affirmation of fucking children to do it. Okay. B you wouldn't need the, the applause and the praise and, Oh, I'm so proud of you from children. Okay. And that's not brave. I want to just it's, real quick. I want to just. Brave. I just want to interject in here because somebody I heard this and this made perfect sense. It's not brave unless they boo, right? If they, if you legitimately in 2022, do you honestly think that anybody standing up in front of a group of people and does the home oh, coming out? Do you think anybody's really going to boo? I mean, people will roll their eyes and shit in the cloud, but they're not going to be actively like yelling and throwing shit care. at them. They're not going to throw tomatoes and fucking eggs, right? They're not going to do anything. Oh, you're so brave. That's not brave. You're talking to 13-year-olds. I mean, eight-year-olds, you know, whatever age you want to talk about. Right, and the reality is what's happening when that class gets out, there's going to be a group of kids that get together and talk shit about you because that's what kids do. Kids can be mean. They're kids mean, don't give a shit. Mean as hell. Yeah, the other thing is, okay, for all you groomers out there, okay, groomer, think you're doing a good job? Screw your groomer. <laughs> if you have to tell your class before you do an event or teach a lesson or after the lesson, hey, this stays here, do not talk about this at home, clearly what you've just done, you know for a fact what you just did was not okay. Because if, it, if you felt that what you did or what you were teaching was okay, you wouldn't be trying to hide it from the parents. Preface it. Case in fucking point. An Austin Elementary School, a month ago, this teacher had her kindergarten class do a gay pride parade inside the school. They didn't go out, uh, outside the school because they didn't want to be filmed. Another teacher filmed it inside the school and posted it on social media thinking that it was a good thing that they were doing a kindergarten gay pride parade before they did the parade the teachers on film saying do not share this what we're going to do with your parents when you go home what we're doing stays here at school so if you think what you're doing is so noble and so right that you're teaching kids the right thing to do you wouldn't have to hide it from the parents this is my last point and then we're going to get our last clip out of the way I coach football. I coach kids that are in ninth grade through the time they graduate. They are all very clear that we are not friends until after you turn 18. If you're a good person, again, we've talked on uh, previous episodes of what my friends have to go through with, with me to be a friend with me. But I even tell that I, I don't divulge things. Now I have a couple that listen to this podcast and I mean, they kind of get a better 
idea, right, about what I do. But I don't talk about my politics. Even when I had the mask issue, go back on some of our old episodes when I was dealing with the mask issues at the school, I had kids coming up to me that hated wearing the mask, wanting me to give them, you know, affirmation. You know, they, oh, coach, you you're not, you just won't wear it, huh? I'm not going to talk about that with you, right? That's not something that you and I are going to talk about. And that's what I literally told him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about that with you. You want to talk about football? Great. You want to talk about your grades? Great. You want to talk about your family life if you need you know, help or something like that? Great. Let's talk about all that stuff. My life. But and- you're not talking about your life and your wife's life and your politics and your preferences to them. That's the difference. It'd be the equivalent in my eyes of a heterosexual marriage and then you deciding that you need to tell your 14-year-olds in your class the different sex positions you do when you sleep together. Right? <laughs> well, that, that, Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's dude, like, it's dude, like this it's, is okay. We're going to make this okay. So then we're going to make that okay. It's then we're not, make this okay. okay. You say it's the equivalent. It's the exact same fucking thing. Right. All right. Here we go. Let's finish this off. Item for you before we get to your questions. Uh, across the country, as we've talked about a bit in here, Republican elected officials are engaging in a disturbing, cynical trend of attacking vulnerable transgender kids for purely partisan political reasons. Today in Alabama, instead of focusing on critical kitchen table issues like the economy, COVID, or addressing the country's mental health crisis, Republican lawmakers are currently debating legislation that, among many things, would target trans use with tactics that threatens to put pediatricians in prison if they provide medically necessary life-saving health care for the kids they serve. Just like the extreme government overreach we've seen in Texas, where politicians have sent state officials into the homes of loving parents to investigate them for abuse just to harass and intimidate the LGBTQI plus community, today's vote in Alabama will only serve to harm kids. But Alabama's lawmakers and other legislators who are contemplating these discriminatory bills have been put on notice by the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services that laws and policies preventing care that health care professionals recommend for transgender minors may violate the Constitution and federal law. To be clear, every major medical association agrees that gender-affirming health care for transgender kids is a best practice and potentially life-saving. All of this begs an important question. What are these policies actually trying to solve for? LGBTQI plus people can't be erased or forced back into any closets, and kids across our nation should be allowed to be who they are without the threat that their parents or their doctor could be imprisoned simply for helping them and loving them. Uh, President Biden has committed in both words and actions to fight for all Americans and will not hesitate to hold these states accountable. All right. I got to react on a couple things there for a moment. Trans minor health care. She's talking about kids doing life-altering medications, puberty blockers, hormone enhancers, hormone blockers, before they've they've even hit fucking puberty, okay? Before a child hits puberty and starts to develop sexually, that child doesn't understand whether they're trans or they're not, okay? And she's talking about this as life-saving treatment. You need to look at the fucking statistics in the trans community in that people that transition too early end up having a suicide rate far greater, far greater than people that are fully developed and decide to transition later in life. And it's because they've made a life-altering decision that they cannot go back on. You're doing bodily mutilation at such an early age that you are irreparably harming these children for the rest of their life. You know, we were hanging out with some friends a couple weeks ago 
and they said that in uh, their daughter's middle school, they have kids now that identify as what they call furries. Truth, true fucking story. I know. I've heard about this. Okay. To where these kids walk around with tails and pretend that they're animals, pretend that they're cats. And like the parents put fucking litter boxes in the house for the kids to piss and shit in. I'm sorry, but when we've gotten to that point as a society, this gender affirming shit, you need to go see a psychologist, a real psychologist, because there's a mental problem going on. There's a mental illness happening and you, you cannot affirm it. You know what I mean? When I was little, I wanted to be a space cowboy. Does that mean that my parents should have fucking went and bought me an astronaut suit with a cowboy hat and all of a sudden I'm a space cowboy every day? Kids go through phases and they want to be fighter pilots. They want to be, you know, whatever the case may be. And yet that doesn't mean that's their identity forever. Back the fuck off and let kids be kids. Let kids experiment with different things that they do. They go through a, a gangster rap phase. They go through a gothic phase. You know what I mean? They, they, kids go through phases. Let kids be kids and determine who they're going to be when they become a mature adult. I can't say it any other way, bro. All right, let's move on. My blood pressure is getting out of control. So, you know, I pulled that timeline. So on for everybody out there, some a lot of these clips were pulled off of No Agenda. Again, if you are not subscribed to the No Agenda podcast, you need to be. This is they're they're great and they give a great perspective, balanced perspective, and basically just tear the media a new asshole every time they they pop, you know, drop an episode. So if you have not uh, subscribed to them, make sure you go give them, you know, some attention and give them a little bit of your time. Don't take it off of our time, but yeah. Find some more time. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, I, um, so on the no agenda podcast, the last couple episodes that they've dropped, they've been talking in about how the current events are very similar to the 1970s. The matrix on repeat, man. It made me curious. Right. And so I went back and I just typed in, you know, the major events in the United States in the 1970s, right. Timeline. So starting in 1970, we had the invasion of Cambodia, April 30th, 1970. Kent State shooting was also in 1970. The Godfather was released, bro. It's funny that- I'm waiting for a good mafia movie to come out. It's been a while. It's funny. You know that Godfather's a classic when he makes it onto a list with like (laughs) doom and gloom and all kinds of shit, right? Godfather is a classic. Uh, Mark Spitz won seven gold medals that year. Watergate break-in happened in 72. Uh, American uh, withdrawal from Vietnam in 1973. Arab oil embargo. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. It's kind of it's kind of matching, if that's a word. Bill Gates establishes Microsoft in 1975. Um, let's see here. South uh, Vietnam falls to North. Um, Congress initiated impeachment on the Nixon. Nixon remi- um, resigned in 1974, and Ford took over. But there was one last one that I wanted to bring up, and even that raised your eyebrows. So we had on November 4th, 1979, we had the Iran hostage crisis. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. We got a crisis. I'm doing air quotes. Crisis right now over in Ukraine. I think that was kind of. Yeah, what was the inflation rate back in 1979 at the same time? I'm sure it's very similar, if not worse. Um, And then the last thing was the Three Mile Island nuclear incident. Interesting. Now there's all this fear of nuclear war, right? They keep talking this this propagandized fear of, oh, my God, Putin's going to nuke the planet, nuke the planet. Give me a break. Okay, so during that, and this is going to lead us into our next thing. So we're talking about, oh, you guys should be afraid of Russia. You should be afraid of them storming our beaches and taking over. They want to have they want to have control over the whole earth. But yet, you are setting up the media narrative just perfect to attack the Second Amendment again. Yeah. Just perfect. 
And while you were gone, I don't know, did that happen while you were gone, the subway shooter, or were you back? Um, I think I was gone. I was, because when did that happen? That happened Monday. Yeah, I don't remember the date it happened. Yeah, Sunday, uh, Sunday or Monday. Um, yeah, I was gone. We were coming back Monday. Okay, so this was uh, this is a a clip from Officer Tatum, and th- and there is a big section I wanted to play for everybody on here. I may still try to go back and play that front end of this clip, but I wanted everybody to get because they've ripped off um, of online a lot of the videos of this shooter from the subway shooting in New York. So let's back up for a moment. So let's for people might not. Maybe somebody doesn't might not know what happened. So okay. this gentleman goes into the, the subway in Brooklyn, effectively. I don't know specifically where, but subway in Brooklyn in a uh, construction outfit, puts on a gas mask, lights off a, a smoke bomb, and then starts firing rounds into people in the subway car. So tight quarters, right? I don't know if it, was, if it was a subway car. I think it was, I don't know if it was a subway car or just outside of the platform, but you're talking very tight quarters, a lot of people in a small space. Correct. Okay. So let Tatum break it down. Now, real quick, before, because I know the clip you're getting into, the media pussyfooted around about the identity of this guy. They pussyfooted around uh, about things that he put online, things that he said. You know, they tried to suppress a lot of factual information Screw, about this guy. Screw it, dude. We're just it's gonna be a longer clip, guys. It's gonna be right around three minutes, all right? I, I was gonna to try to avoid it, but I just think he does we need to a set really it good up. Yeah, I think he just does a really good job. So here, let's just play. Lava make a video. Y'all already know what to do. So let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, they caught that fool. They caught that racist black supremacist that they don't want to admit to. And I'm going to show you an example. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's the guy in New York City, the train system, where he took a gun and shot multiple people. Thank God he is, and he ain't, his aim is not good, and he didn't kill anybody. Uh, but he shot multiple people, injuring people, was on the manhunt. He has all these rants online, and I want to let you hear what the media is saying about him. And then I'm going to show you what he really say. And you tell me how this is not a problem in our country, and why are they – uh, uh, not covering this the same way they would if this was a white guy. Let me show you how the news frames what he's saying and who he is and what he stands for. Roll the doggone film. The arrest at 1.42 p.m. was captured on video by multiple bystanders. You- First of all, you see he's arrested, he's not injured. So all you clowns out there that's always saying, but the black man, they, they never take the black man custody, they just shoot him down. Okay, look. This guy did a massive shooting, and they peacefully escorted him to the back of a patrol car. And I just want to stop, just real quick, take a quick pause, because I think that's a very important point there. You know what I mean? That's a very important point. When you're talking about a mass shooting like that, that's a major incident, right? And so that's going to be part of my pushback against this whole thing. I just wanted to make a pause real quick and just kind of, you know, voice my opinion on that. Because, I mean, think about, once we get into these rants, you're going to, everybody, it'll make a lot more sense for people. But I mean, this guy is unhinged. He's an unhinged guy, you know? And so I, I just wanted to butt in there for a sec. God, you ought to be James, James is 62 years old, a drifter who posts angry videos on YouTube under the moniker prophet of truth. I am driving. I am driving. I am driving. A day by day timeline is emerging from the video diary. Listen to what they say. Angry YouTube videos. 
He's a drifter. Now, once I play this video, you tell me if this is a proper description of who this guy really is. We should be off this fucking planet because we don't give a fuck that the fact that we're doing damage to the very thing that gives us life. We have no sense of it and don't want to know shit, which means you're going to be exterminated. Pray. Pray till your fucking face falls off. Do you not think the Jews who at Auschwitz didn't pray? Do you think the Jews that at Birkenbach didn't pray and pray and pray? Did their God come and save? No, they God. And these are these are people, supposedly the original people of God. Their prayers didn't do nothing for them. Your prayers not gonna do shit for you when you're sent to your American Auschwitz to be fucking exterminated. They had to put that in for good luck. I don't get, listen, yeah, white racist motherfuckers, yeah, they do exist. They do fucking exist. Look at me, motherfucker, and they hate your guts too. Slant eye fucking piece of shit. All that shit you know in Vietnam, they, they, they not your fucking friend. They ain't your fucking friend, nigga. You're something less than human to them. You better get that in your fucking thick skull. Oh, I ain't not, I ain't not black. I think everybody's going to get the point from that, but that, that's him ranting at the end. He's literally walking down a street in New York, and you see the people, like, trying to avoid him and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm -hmm. he's very unhinged. And the, the, my, my first point I wanted to bring up in, in reference to the whole shooter thing, and I'm going to let you kind of react to that video. Why does the FBI continue to say he's not a terrorist? Well, let's, <laughs> let's break that's down. That's how I start this. Okay. okay? That's, how, that's where I start. All right. All right. So let's break this down. So first of all, I think it's safe to say that that guy is a complete racist. I mean, unequivocal. Okay. Making, you know, being, making racist comments to Asian people, making racist comments about white people. I mean, just a straight up, straight up racist. And just for anybody out there, I've said this in other episodes, there is, there is white supremacy out there. There is black supremacy out there. You know what I mean? I'm not Asian supremacy. There's, there's, yeah, there's Indian supremacy. There, there, there's race issues. All over the world, this is not something that's beholden to the United States of America. It's all over the world and has been since humans populated the planet. Okay? It is what it is. It started off back in the old days of tribalism, right? You're part of a different tribe. We don't like you because you're part of a different tribe or a different clan or, or whatever that would be. Okay? This is not something new. But to go to your point, the FBI comes out immediately and says this is not racism. Not racism, okay? I'm going to go off on one sidebar for a second, come back to this. Did you see the two of the guys that were on trial in Michigan for the attempted kidnapping of uh, Gretchen Whitmer? I remember the story, but I didn't follow up. Okay. I didn't follow so, up. So there was a, a, a ruse back in 2020 of, of what they said was white supremacists in 2020 that plotted to kidnap the governor of Michigan, during all the COVID lockdowns and all that shit. Come to find out, the FBI recruited these guys, paid for these guys' equipment, and helped these guys plan the kidnapping of the governor. Two guys went on trial and were completely exonerated when the jury found out the FBI was involved in the entire fucking process. Okay, fast forward to this situation. The FBI comes out immediately and says, as you just said, this is not terrorism. It's not terrorism. Well, if it's not terrorism, then what the fuck is it? Well, and my one point on that is, how can moms and dads going to school board meetings be considered a terrorist and somebody that opens up fire in a subway? Not. 
be called a terrorist and shoot 33 rounds. And I know you're going to go deeper into that, but shoot 33 rounds in a crowded. I mean, if anybody's ever been to New York, go Look. stand on one platform for about 10 minutes. They're crowded and, as hell. And watch all the people funneling in and everybody's waiting for the next train. And you just start, I mean, you're nut to butt in there, dude. And it's like, you know, you're that close. Okay. So let's talk about it. <laughs> Can I catch you on that one? Let's talk about this for a minute. <laughs> so let's talk about this. So this guy fired off, supposedly fired off 33 rounds. Okay. Then you got fucking numb nuts, Alzheimer Biden coming out talking about, we got to ban high, you know, high capacity magazines. Do you know of any nine millimeter handgun that holds 30 rounds? They used to make like weird ones, but I, I, for the most part, no. Okay. So supposedly. This guy shot off 33 rounds, okay, in a crowded subway station. Let's just call it a subway station. I don't know if they were in the subway car or not, but in a crowded subway station, where, as you say, you're nut to butt, you fire 33 rounds and you manage to only hit 10 people. How bad of a shot are you? Not only that, that would indicate if you had standard 9mm capacity magazine, that's at least... Two magazines. 17. So the one he had in a Glock 17 is going to be 17 plus one. Okay. Two magazines, which means he unloaded one, loaded another magazine, unloaded that magazine with maybe two shots left. Well, but they consider, here's the thing. And I think it's stupid, but understand what they consider. Cause I was still a cop when they started the high capacity magazines for AR 15s in the state of Colorado. Okay. And so what they consider high capacity is anything over 10. That's the truth. That's what they consider. And that's stupid because I don't, I mean, most even 45 handguns, unless they're a subcompact, have more than 10 rounds in, in the stack. You right. know what I mean? Right. But here, I just want to bring this, this point up real quick for you. Do you know how many days were between, everybody should know, Biden had a big press conference. He's talking about ghost guns and all kinds of shit, about not being, having serial numbers and all that. Guess, take a wild stab at how many days between those two things, between Biden having that press conference and then this incident happening. Four. Four days. 4-11-22, Biden ghost gun press conference. Isn't that ironic? 4 subway shooting. Okay. So this guy fires off 33 rounds. Me, and one last point on that. We brought this up in our first Second Amendment episode. Where did all of the mass shootings go for the last, like, six months? Yeah, you notice when Biden got in office, we had a mass shooting, like, once a week for, like, three weeks, four weeks, and then just disappeared. Until like, COVID took over. Disappeared like a fart in the wind. Yep, COVID took over. Yeah, and now you have the Sacramento shooting. A, a week later, you have this shooting, just in time for more gun legislation. But here, let, let, let's unpack this a minute. So this guy fires off 33 rounds, hits 10 people, all 10 people. So he's, he, he's such a terrible shot that he only hits 10 out of 33 rounds. But he's such a good shot that none of the 10 rounds hit were life-threatening at close range. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Those, those numbers can't match up. It can't, you know how hard it is to shoot somebody in the arm or a leg? He was either really good or really bad. Either one. He was either really good or really bad. Or this is, dude, I'm trying not to be conspiracy, but I, I have a hard time believing anything I see or hear anymore, period. And, it, and that includes podcasts. That includes everything. Anything I hear coming audibly through any form where I'm listening to anything is I don't, I just don't even trust anything anymore. So I don't put it past, you know, with everything going on that Ukraine is kind of going down. The attention on Ukraine is kind of going down every single week. We hear that they're going to go talk again. 
<laughs> Z and Putin are going to talk again, right? Like every single week, that's what we see. Right. New meeting set between Putin and Zelensky. You know what I'm saying? So that's tapering down, and yet their agenda's not done. So we need things to get sparked back up to well, start. We need, we need the race. You know, it's, it's right around the time, just like 2020. This is the same time of the George Floyd thing, right? It happened in May. April has been historically the last two years the shittiest month. Yeah, in the so, last two years. So we got to get the race stuff up and going. But here, let, let's continue down this road. So he he hits ten out of thirty three, all non life threatening. How is it that the one subway station he entered, the cameras did not work? The cameras happened to be down at that very moment in that subway station because they're Wi Fi. That's what they're claiming, bro. I know it's bullshit. Time out. Time out. How many fucking ring doorbells are on households this day and age? Would you say 90% of houses have some sort of camera system on their house? Probably 80 to 90. Okay. Do you honestly think that the home Wi-Fi is not as strong as the commercial Wi-Fi in New York City? Well, and it's probably wired in. It's, I mean, because they have they hardwired in. They have stations within the police department. Their whole bureau is within the New York uh, Police Department. That that's what they do. They monitor the transit lines or they monitor, you know, the parts of the group or whatever monitor certain specific areas like Central Park. And, you have, right. you know, they have very specific, you know, issues where they're having issues where they put people and man them to watch them visually. Right. And so there's no reason that that especially down underground. I mean, that's that shit's not Wi-Fi anyway. That's that was I was kind of half joking. It's hardwired. It's all hardwired. In. Right. It has so, to be. So here's the other thing. So the FBI comes out, oh, it's not, it's not terrorism, not terrorism, not terrorism. We have, a, we have a guy that's either a really bad shot or a really fucking good shot. We don't know which one. He's a, he's a devout racist uh, from what he posts online. They say, Officer Tatum says they caught him. They didn't catch him. He fucking called Crime Stoppers on himself and said, hey, I'm at the Wendy's or wherever they picked him up at. Almost like he was calling in to check in with whoever his handler was. If we want to go down the same possible FBI plot, like the whole Michigan governor situation that has actually been adjudicated to be found correct, that they were entrapped by the FBI. Could this be something similar? And this guy just kind of went rogue. They didn't catch him. Yeah. There was a manhunt, but if he hadn't called crime stoppers and said, Hey, I'm at the, I'm at the Wendy's come get me. Would they have fucking caught him? Maybe not. And here's here. This is my one, my one other point about this. And we'll start to wrap it up here. 1988 was his last arrest before this. Long time ago. So why now? Right. Why now? Right. They said he had a long history of a criminal record. 1988? Seems quite a long long time ago. A little bit. So here's the thing, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, all they want to do is attack the Second Amendment. That's what they want. Well, they want to take this. That's second- been the goals ever since he got uh, installed. Well, and that, and the reason why for all those out there that you know haven't been listening to us for a long time, yeah, you should probably go back and kind of brush up on what we've been chatting about, and this would make a lot more sense. But what happened in Canada? What happened in Australia? Right. What happened in Germany? What's going on currently in China? I mean, China's sick, dude. Yeah. So I sent you that uh, Glenn Beck podcast from yesterday where he's watching a video of that some guy took of a, a, a high rise apartment building where people are locked in their homes, starving, no food. And people are jumping out the window one after another, like nine 11 committing suicide because they're starving because of a zero COVID policy. Do you think that shit would be happening if they had the ability to own firearms? 
No fucking way. Well, and it's going to be here. And I, I'm going to give Andy Frisell a lot of credit from one of those, I don't think it was like two shows ago or something, his last um, cruise the internet. But he was talking about all oh, you, uh, you know, everybody's really dumb about this topic. 15% of the world's calories come from basically wheat and grain. <laughs> right. Who's the biggest exporter of wheat and fucking grain? Dude? Well, 25% of the world's wheat and grain production comes out of two countries. Guess what two countries? Russia and Ukraine. A quarter of the world's wheat and grain production comes out of the two countries in conflict. Oh, that won't happen here. And Biden came out and said when he did his trip over to Europe, there will be food shortages. They're already prepping you for this. But hey, oh, that, they, they don't mean that. They don't mean that. But to go back to your point about the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment has been under attack for, for decades because governments understand that you cannot control a populace if the populace is armed. And Biden comes out the other day with this stupid fucking analogy that, you know, you don't need no more than 10 rounds in a, in a hunting rifle. What, you think the deer run around with Kevlar? Hey, dumb fuck. The Second Amendment was not designed for hunting. The Second Amendment was to create a well-regulated militia to prevent an overreaching government or an invasion from another country. From him. The Second Amendment. From him. The Second Amendment was designed to protect the citizenry from people like you, Bo Jiden, and your administration and the shit that's happening. That's the reason the Second Amendment was originally created. The Second Amendment is there in case the First Amendment goes away. And you're walking down a slippery slope with that shit. And to think that you're going to play it off like, oh, this is a hunting thing. You don't need a gun for hunting. That's not what it was designed for. And when you say, oh, well, you know, the Second Amendment didn't afford people the right to own cannons back in the day. Read a fucking history book and look up Cassius Clay. When the government officials would go to his property to question him on anything or to collect taxes, he would fire his cannon at them that he had in their front yard. Because the Second Amendment affords the right to bear arms. It doesn't dictate what arms you can bear. You ha we have the right to bear arms. And as long as that's in place, we're going to be vastly different from the countries we just named. But if that goes away, we're no different. Well, if that goes away, this is what's going to happen. This is Chuck Todd talking to Clint, uh, Hillary Clinton. She's not I – mean, I didn't – have her response on here, but this is just Chuck Todd. I want you to really pay attention to the very end of his question. Secretary Blinken essentially say, look, sanctions relief could happen. Uh, it all depends on the behavior of Russia. Can we really live in a world where Putin's let back into the new world order? New world order. We've been talking about it for months. Right. The new world order. Everybody's, I'm hearing it more. It's starting to be much more common out of these stupid people that are telling us exactly what's going on, but we're not smart enough to just listen to what they're saying. Well, they're George, telling us. George H.W. Bush back in the 80s talked about a new world order. George Bush, or excuse me, Bill Clinton talked about a new world order. George W. Bush talked about a new world order. Okay. Obama talked about a new world order. You know who did not talk about a new world order? President Trump. You know who is talking about a new world order now? Joe Biden. Right. They're anybody in, see a connection? Well, they're all in the club and we ain't invited, bro. Right. George Carlin is a big club and we ain't in it. That's it. That's the end. But for so for everybody out there, it's time that you start being vocal. 
We all need to be vocal. When you hear dumb shit or you hear your stupid neighbor talking about dumb shit, oh, yeah, I, I support that. You need to push back on that stuff. Right. And who gives a shit if they don't like you anymore? Like, I'm tired of, like, coddling everybody. Like, I tell, <laughs> my, I tell my wife all the time, I said, it is exhausting, dude. It is exhausting. Right. Like, tr- truly think about all of the stupid little political things that are going on out there. You can't call a transgender person a man or a woman unless you know they tell you you can and it's we got to use the proper pronouns and we got to do this and we got to talk to kids about this and then we want to take your guns away because we want to have more control and as soon as i can take your guns away then i can push through a vax pass and when i push through the vax pass then i'm going to do digital currency and after i do digital currency (laughs) i'm going to turn you on and off like a goddamn light switch (laughs) right you know the funny thing is if you if you would have went on that rant two years ago i would have said man you're kind of nuts but i'll tell you what Everything you said is actually shit that's happening. Right now. Right now. Right now. They are trying to bankrupt the world. That's what you people don't get. They they are trying to bankrupt the world. They are using the war over in Ukraine and him shipping all of the, our funds and all of our money and all of our hardware and a bunch of crap that we're giving them. He is trying to bankrupt us. That is what is going on. There is an over over umbrella over this entire situation we've been in for the last two and a half, three years, dude. Mm-hmm. There is just one giant umbrella over this, and it is all on the same political scheme that they're trying to pull. They're trying to pull out of their ass, a la the Great Reset. And with that, I'm fucking out. And with that, everybody, stay dangerous. <laughs>